thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. And we're still in Peru. And we're still in my room. (laughs) It's been two weeks. (laughs) I'm Kim Morrison. Oh, and I'm Cindy O'Meara. Oh, I didn't say I'm Karen Smith, did I? Yes, that was Karen Smith. Yeah. (laughs) So last week we did a show where we caught up with some of the participants from our um, Awaken the Change Within trip to Machu Picchu. And this week we've got a continuation show of, of, of how everybody experienced the trip, what they loved about it, what they got out of it, what was life changing about it, and how their world is going to be different when they go back home. So why don't we kick off today's show with, um, with the beautiful Linda, who was amazing, actually. And, and I'm just going to say, I mean, uh, uh, Linda was super, super inspiring for me. Purely because she was um, right at the front. Like she was always at the front with you, Cindy, and with you, Kim. And it was really amazing to um, to watch somebody who was so strong and so um, full of joy as she was walking. Like nothing was a problem. It was almost like she was the pureness of untouched totally unflappable so linda tell us girlfriend (laughs) tell us about how that was for you um the hiking for me was absolutely amazing it was what i came here to do i didn't know how to react to the altitude i was really terrified about how i would react because you did lots of training didn't you i did do a lot of training i have a i have a Wonderful trainer back Say home. Say his name. Give him a plug. Uh, it's John Kuhneman. And, um, yeah, he's trained with martial arts. And, and when I said to him, you know, I'm going to go to Machu Picchu, he said, great. And although he's never done altitude, he's never – he certainly doesn't hike – his training program was was just amazing, a lot of functional fitness. So um, along with him and then I was doing a lot of hikes myself – then I met Kim, and I was glad to have a hiking buddy. So we used to go off hiking, and we'd meet during the week as well. And um, I was really scared at first that I was going to be the oldest one and the most unfit. Ah, oh. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was that was you know, and I thought I'm going to be the old chick, and I'm going to be I'm going to be at the back of the pack. So I've I've really got to train hard. And um, don't know where that came from. I just. Yeah, just an assumption. And I knew Kim and Cindy were were exceptionally fit. And my... But Karen wasn't. <laughs> I don't think that's a surprise. And I don't think it's that funny either. <laughs> no, I knew they were. And so they... I guess they were my benchmark because I knew I wanted to... On the physical level, I wanted to keep up with them. I knew I, I didn't want to be lagging too far behind. So, yes, I did do a lot of training, and um, that training paid off. But what I found interesting was that I actually had the physical side covered. didn't have the mental side covered quite so well. And so I had... And a, that's where Kazza comes in. No, 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 no. And that's where the beautiful Karen... Yeah, you, you, you're amazing with your with your mind stuff, and um, you are incredibly amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll give you fifty bucks for that later. <laughs> um, the support of um, all the women, because I did have a couple of breakdowns, and I shared a couple of things that um, I don't usually share with people, but I felt safe enough to share some of my story, and. Um, you know, the fact that we did that 13K hike, I could see Cindy and Jim there and I thought, right, I'm going to be the next one up there. <laughs> and and then I remembered everything Kim had told me about the breathing, so I was trying to remember what Kim had told me about the breathing. And a couple of times I just wanted to, to give up and then I got very emotional. Then I got knocked over by a horse. Oh. <laughs> it came charging down the mountain and I, I ended up doing the turtle thing on my back and, and I had a sore back when I came here, so I think that 
that fall actually knocked my back into place again. <laughs> and, and when I got to the top, I just burst into tears and Cindy was there. She didn't take a photo of me, but the first thing she did, she just gave me a big hug. And then everybody started arriving. And, um, and I'd really like to thank Melissa because I, I really did start to lose it a bit. Um, Simone was there in tears as well. And Melissa just gave us a hug and, and she said, Exactly what Simone had said, you know, just let it out and let it be. It doesn't matter if you don't know what it is. And um, that was to, to sort of have a bit of a breakdown and have that beautiful support was just absolutely mind-blowing for me that, that women could be so beautiful, so caring, so giving, so loving to virtually a complete stranger, really, because although we did feel like we'd known each other for a long time... And then Admiral told his story. Who was our guide? Who was our guide, the most incredible, uh, spiritual, soft-centred man. And he told us a story about his beautiful little boy. And, of course, we were, we were all in tears. And then building that monument for his little son, we all, built, we all took a, a rock and we built a little monument for his son. And... Um, yeah, there. That that was just that. That was beautiful. That really was beautiful. I think um, it wasn't really a monument. Because monuments yeah. are always if they've That's passed it, away. Yeah. So his son didn't pass away. What we did was we offered to Mother Earth. Yeah. And I think that um, it's important we say that because yeah. I'd hate Admiral to hear oh, this. Gosh, yes. <laughs> Hi, Admiral. <laughs> yeah. But it was what we were doing was that we were offering to Mother Earth. Um, I guess it was the rocks. We, you know, we built mm. a cairn. That's what we built, and it was to ask Mother Earth to look after his little boy who had been born, born prematurely, and that he would be okay as he got mm. older and older. And and I and then we had other things as well, didn't we? What else? Um, were we? I think we all had something that we were thinking about. Well, I I think we all took a moment where we. I don't know about everybody else, but I think we all thought about different people in our lives. Mm. Um, for me, there's a lot of people that, in my life that are struggling. There's a lot of people I know that are going through tough times. Um, you know, I, I sent prayers to the children whose mum took her life just not long ago. I've got a, another very special friend who, you know, she was hanging curtains and fell off the bed and broke a leg. And and over the last 18 two months to two years, she's now had a leg amputated. She's in and out of hospital. She's She would have given anything to walk up that mountain with us. And to think of people like that when we create beautiful gifts back to Mother Earth, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It could have been a pile of soil. It could have been a flower. It could have, but the rocks also symbolised teamwork, us all putting them together and them not falling over and um, offering a certain rock that meant something to us personally. It didn't matter what it looked like. Um, I think that was, again, what we said in last week's podcast is it's important to take those moments to be in the moment. And I think it's the rituals that the Peruvians do um, with their gifts back to Mother Earth or honouring Arpus, um, which is the spirit of the mountain. I think that's what hit me, that these little rituals that I do with essential oils, um, they may look fluffy and silly maybe to some people, but for me that's my honouring back mm. to Mother Earth because that's where they've come from. So that was a real symbolic moment for me, having us all at the top with all of our own stories, mm. our own challenges, our own um, tears, our own joys, all of that, to come together with a group of people and then have someone like Admiral share his story so beautifully um, just allowed us all to be raw in that moment. And I think that that's what was so special with the tears and the joy that came together. And the Peruvian people or the people of the Andes, you know, they always offer something to Mother Earth before they take from Mother Earth. And the three cocoa leaves. The three cocoa leaves, yeah. Coca leaves. Coca leaves, yeah. Mm. They do that. Beautiful. So for you, what's life going to be like for you when you go home based on what you've experienced here? Um, on a physical level, I want to – I think my main goal in life now is to actually be a, an absolute inspiration to my children and my four beautiful grandsons. That's that's what keeps me going. That's, that's my reason for being. Mm. And I want them to, um, to be able to – 
my grandsons especially to be able to look at me and say, wow, you know, look what Nanny's doing. And so I actually want to be a really eccentric, fit, <laughs> fun-loving, cat-loving, dog-loving old lady. And, I, and I, I would love to be an inspiration to younger women, you know, to, to keep myself into shape and to feed and nourish myself and to care for myself. Um, and as a vegetarian, you know, vegan vegetarian, for people to look at and say, well, you know, if it's done right, hey, you can actually, mm. you know, you, you can do this, but you have to do it right and, and you can still do all these fun things. Mm. So, um, yeah, I want to keep doing more more stuff and um, I definitely need to do more mind stuff <laughs> and I will be doing that. Um Linda, yeah. I want to ask you, one yeah. of the greatest challenges that you had yeah. is heights. Yes. And um, we both shared that. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how you felt going up Wainapichu and us going up to, how many metres did we get to? Um, I think it was... We're nearly four or five. Yeah, so I don't know, Wainapichu was oh, lower, Wainapichu. but the, the oh, slope, sorry, two, yeah. it took us 45 minutes to climb 400 metres. Yeah, yeah. That's how steep it was. Yeah. So just tell us a little bit... up. That's yes. straight up. <laughs> the at first I was oh, I was pretty pumped because I I wasn't finding it too much of a struggle. You know, I was doing all of these stairs and I was thinking, oh, this is great. And then all of a sudden it started getting steeper and steeper, and the stairs started getting narrower and narrower. And I could feel a little bit of anxiety, heart beating a bit faster. And then oh my god, we got to that. <laughs> got to that top bit and the stairs were tiny and it was literally like climbing up a ladder and there was just just this sheer drop on the other side and you had to stop and wait for people to uh, come past and it's actually your mind starts panicking you know your breath starts getting a bit faster and your mind starts panicking you start feeling a bit shaky you start swearing a bit And, you know, and you, you sort of look at the view and it's like, oh, no, don't look at the view, don't look at the view, don't look down. And, and I knew Kim felt the same. And that actually, that, that helped me knowing that, you know, someone as fit as Miss Kim was feeling the same as me. And, and it was funny when we, you know, we got up to the top um, and I, all I kept thinking is, oh, my God, how am I going to get down? I'm never going to be able to get down. And... Um, yeah, but the coming down was actually really good because Kim suddenly seemed to come good as she was going down the hill. <laughs> it was, yeah, I think, you know, we'd, we'd done the... I mean, Kim was, I thought, really brave. You know, she sat inside a ledge and I thought, oh, my God, I hope she's not going to make me do that. But she said, right, your turn now. And, and so, you know, I was sort of sitting on this ledge with this half-hearted sort of weird grin on my face posing for a photo yeah trying to look like I was enjoying myself and then and then even at the top you know you've you've got the big rock there and um and then we we had those little stairs to come down and we couldn't work out how to get down the stairs so I went backwards but then Kim suddenly started getting quicker and quicker um, until we got to that real narrow bit, and then I could see that she was hanging on for grim death. Her her hands were like claws, <laughs> and she was both of us were just facing in the side of the mountain. And all I could think of, you know, I looked and I said, "Oh Kim, I love your rings." <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, "Oh, oh yes, they were they were my grandmother's," and um, and we we sort of had a bit of a laugh. But then it, it, it all just started becoming a lot easier and I was actually able to walk down without hanging on for grim death and um, I just kept following I just kept following Kim's feet and, um, yeah, when we got back, well, we were both really pleased with ourselves, weren't we? I think what was interesting in that moment um, was when, when you said about my rings, <laughs> which they were clawing into the side so of the mountain, um, I think what was fascinating was that we, um, it, it was a change of, a complete change of conversation of sheer panic into a conversation of, oh, your rings, and then I started telling you all about my grandmother and how she gave me this ring, and and we carried on a conversation. It was like sometimes we need those real... Mm. Um, pattern interrupts. Yeah, pattern interrupts. Running my back. Yeah. 
And and I was going to ask you about that, Karen, because mm. what got me through that part when I was clinging for all dear life is I was worried that you'd all think that I was useless, you know, that, oh, my God, here I am, and now I'm oh. useless, <laughs> and I'm freaking out. But then I thought, well, you know what? And you know what got me? There was an American guy in front of oh, us yes. who was going, I can't do this. Oh, oh my God, I can't do this. Oh, my God. And he could not move. He was frozen. And he was big. And he was huge-ish. So, um, so, <laughs> and so, so for me to all of a sudden see someone who was struggling, who was a big, you know, man who I thought all men would be strong, to being asked about my rings, all of a sudden, this, as you say, this pattern interrupt, all of a sudden made me turn around and go... I can do, we can do this. And it was because of you, Linda, and because of beautiful Jim and Deb at the mm. top and, and these guys just like billy goats on the side yeah, of the mountain. <laughs> and the questioning, why do we get afraid? Like, why are we afraid? Why were we the two afraid of heights? Why does that happen? And I challenge myself on that all the time, which is why I put myself into those bloody positions because unless I'm willing to put myself into, out of my comfort zone, how am I ever going to learn? Mm. And I don't know, maybe one day I'll get over it. You will, but you will. The more you do it, the more you desensitise yourself from that fear because fear is something that you've made up. It's your own perception of what's real. And it's not what's real because you proved that it, you had nothing to be frightened of because the reality was you scaled the, the mountain and you came back down again and everybody survived. So the reality was very different to the perception that you had of what was going to happen. So fear is never real. Fear is only ever something that we make up. And having a pattern interrupt, which was beautifully done, having a pattern interrupt interrupts that methodology of thought and that from a, from a, a neurological perspective, it interrupts the patterns that you've been running your whole life around fear. So that same sensation that you fear of heights is the same sensation that you would get if you saw a big spider or the same sensation that you would see if, that you would experience if you had a big snake or the same sensation if something happened to somebody that you love. It's the same sensation. But it's only because you're fearing the future, you're anticipating what's going to happen next, but you can never know. You know, that's one thing I was having a conversation with the girls at lunch with today. You know, every moment is a new moment that we've never lived before. Of course, of course we're totally vulnerable in the new moment it's a new moment we've never in the whole history of time that's ever been before you have never been you in this moment in the whole history of time so every moment is completely brand new and also an opportunity to be creative so instead of creating fear let's create something that's empowering for ourselves so that pattern interrupt really just stopped that whole circular thinking and and everybody's the same i mean everybody has the things that they're frightened of but the the more you do it and the more you interrupt the pattern the more you desensitize yourself from it and you start to realize what i believe to be true right and real is actually not true right and real i'm lying to myself so why don't i just not believe anything and allow the moment to unfold with me being present in it well i think another thing was on the way up linda was going oh my god it's so bad going up it's going to be worse coming down yeah and that Kind of maybe go. <laughs> nice work, Linda. <laughs> and that question of you saying that a couple of times, I was like, why? It doesn't have to be. And in fact, going down for us was a breeze. Yeah, it was. Both, and you both said that when you got down. It. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. You've got to put yourself on those. Mm. On the ledge. On the ledge. You've got to be yeah. on the ledge. And like you said, when you continue to do something, you mm. desensitise yourself to it. And and I can only give an example of when I started swimming in the ocean. I reckon for the first three months, but I persisted, every time I went through the waves to get out and put my head down into um, when I started was the summer. So you couldn't see to the bottom. I couldn't see what was around me. I had no idea. I would be in a state of I couldn't breathe and I have to get on my back and do backstroke and then I'd try and get back on my front. But you're right. After about three months, I desensitised myself to that and now is no no issue. Mm. Just go out there and go and swim unless I'm doing a triathlon and then I seem to go through that thing for the first two or 300 metres and then I'm fine. Mm. So maybe I have to do more triathlons. But it's true. I, I agree with you. You've just got to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And that's why Kim Morrison will be doing Tibbergargan with me again. Oh, Ritha. Oh, she's, oh, just, she's just gone white. And, just so, and, and let me just say, because we've been revealing a lot about me, she just sort of said the F word under her breath. Can yeah, I no. just say? You did so. 
God. I know. I told everybody. See, look, I did. <laughs> Thank you. <so> <laughs> the silence is I'm shattering. It's not a. <laughs> no, you're right. Real friends, real friends, Kimmy, push you to the ledge. Yeah. She's silent. She's white and she's silent, everybody. Not a word. Look at it. <gasps> oh, my God, those are daggers in those eyes. I think it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's a smile with daggers. But is it something that you want to desensitize yourself? Is it something, you know, like me, I don't like diving. I hate diving. Well, one of the things that we also said, I don't know who was sitting with us, but it was like, you know, if you hate diving, well, why do why it? Do it? Why do like, it? You know, like there's enough mm. people out there that love diving that will make up for the rest of us that don't. <laughs> yeah. And they'll take photos and show us what it's exactly. like and we'll get to experience it that way. Exactly. So why do, I mean, I climb the mountain each time or if I'm in the position like at your courses and things like that, I do it because the moment is there. And But I'm not necessarily going to always put myself into that position. I don't think I necessarily have to. Yeah, exactly. But So you won't jump off a bridge just for fun? I would never go and jump off that bridge for fun. You made me do that. <laughs> but but in all honesty, it was in the moment. We had no idea what you had planned, and that's what I love. In the moment, the challenge, the the what courage it's going to take, the group of people supporting you to do it, that's what I actually love more than the, the fear of the height. It's the fact that everybody cares. That's yeah. what gets me. And I think as human beings, and one thing that's worked as a group of all of us being away together is the people picking each other up when they've gone through a tough time or when they're challenged. And and um, and and Marianne, I just one of the things that I noticed with you on this trip is one of the, probably the most elegant, most classical women I've ever met. And to be in your presence, to hear your language and the way you articulate things and. You flip and climbed up that mountain like there was nobody. A Billy Goat. Yes. (laughs) And you just seem to just get up and get on and just do it. How how do you do that? Tell us. Um, I had such a horrendous lead up to this trip with, you know, losing our business and my husband with really bad depression and empty rental properties that needed renovations and things and I actually thought I might have to cancel. So the only training I did was with thank you to Linda and Kim, I did three walks I think with them and that was it. Um, but How old are you, Mary? I'm 64. 64. Mm. So with all of that leading up to something like this, as bogged down as you were, what had you I get on the plane? I was so stressed out. Um, I just had to. I just had to do it for me, and I wanted to be with all you ladies. Mm. Um, and and that last climb at Machu Picchu, like my knees got a little bit tender, but I had nothing, absolutely nothing. I didn't even know that I'd done a walk, and that's amazing for me. Um, but I used to be terrified of heights, and I went on the wellness breakthrough this year, and they didn't warn oh, yes, us. That's they right. didn't that's warn right. us, and they took us out to the high ropes course. <laughs> and my, my knees just went. <laughs> and I was with a beautiful buddy who had had such a bad reaction to her varicose vein surgery that she actually had to teach herself to walk again. And we said, right, we're going first. And we didn't actually get in first. We got in second. And I just thought, I'm not going to be scared. And I shimmied up that pole and I balanced on the top. And you know how tall that was. And dived for the trapeze. Mm. And my heart rate didn't even go up. So when it came to this... It was nothing. So how it was you, fine. How did you feel about the experience of walking through the mountains and seeing what, seeing all the scenery and the majesty? Do you know, and all I'm of it? so glad that you arranged our private trekking so that we weren't with 500 other people on the on, yeah. the, on the main trail. I think everybody agrees with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think because like, we had a very private experience and it was wonderful. I was absolutely overawed by the majesty of those mountains and just the vastness and 
I just felt so privileged to be there. Mm. And I don't think many people ever get that opportunity to do those trails. Mm. You know, it was just such an experience. What was the highlight for you? I think um, the long walk and my little stint on the horse. I had to have a go on the horse. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just joy at the top. I was just amazed by the beauty, just Mm. so beautiful. The people were so lovely. Mm. It it was like that, wasn't it? I mean, every time (laughs) we took a step or we turned a corner or we went over a hill or we, you know, got to the top of a pass, every sight was breathtaking. Mm. And quite different often too. Mm. Like remember those emerald green funny plants that we were walking over and then it was moss. Like carpets. They were amazing. It was like a carpet. (laughs) Yes, it was a a little bit like um, part of the Tasmania walk, just like a fairyland. It was just what a beautiful trip. So, you know, I had a couple of break, I'll call them breakdowns too, and really thank you girls for not judging me, but being so supportive. Thank you so much. Well, it's an honour, you know. It's been a wonderful, wonderful trip. Mm. Mm. It's an honour to share it. It really is. It's an, and I mean this, you know, I'm not sure I speak for both of all three of us. I, I mean this for everybody. It's really an honour that you allow us to share your ride with you and you let us into your lives and you, you show yourselves to us because, you know, really when, when we're hidden and we cloister ourselves away, it builds up. It does. It builds up. And there's and pain in that. There's, there's a lot of pain in it. And mm. when you have people that you can share yourself with openly and vulnerably with mm. and you know you're totally safe in their presence, mm. totally safe, then with the healing for whatever is there, mm. big, small or indifferent, the healing begins. Mm. And it's possible then, you know, but when we have only got yes, I've only got one real girlfriend who who I can hardly ever see who I can be open with, really. Mm. Well, you had mm. um, two amazing supportive women that when you were broken down just a little bit, they were there to pick you up and help you. and And one of them was Lisa. <laughs> And Lisa, I was in awe how you helped. You were absolutely amazing. And um, she's such a she sweetie. Is, she is a sweetie. <laughs> yeah. So, Lisa, let's let's have you tell us about your experience on the trip. Tell us about it. She's shaking her head. She's saying no, 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 no. Tell us what was the highlight for you on the trip. I'm patting the bed. You can hear me. Oh, that's <laughs> Come sit with me. Come sit with me. It's really hard because every every part of it's been highlight. Um, yeah, I don't know where to start. So what what brought you on the trip? What made you decide? Oh hell yes, I'm going. You three. <laughs> um, oh. Just listening to you every week. Um, I was a bit. I think it was um, Melissa actually. She she booked it and. Didn't even really know where she was going, what she was doing, and, and I'm busy running my own business, and I was a bit the same, and I, I didn't really know what we were doing until <laughs> two weeks beforehand. And, and in the meantime, I had people going, what, you're going on this trip, and and you don't even know what you're doing, or you don't know the people you're going with, and, uh, you know, why are you doing this? Why, why would you go on your own, you know? Haven't you got friends? <laughs> and, and I started to think to myself, you know, I actually started to doubt myself leading up to it, and I thought, well... Why am I doing this? Um, and luckily I've got a, a great husband who supported me to come along. Um, and it's just been amazing. It's just, um, just just the whole, the energy of the group, the support that everyone gives everyone, everyone's stories, everyone goes through stuff. Mm. And it's... Can I ask you to 
Um, tell Karen and tell whoever else is listening out there what you said to us one night when we were having a pyjama party. <laughs> um, Not with Jim. No, we didn't have with Jim. No, Jim wasn't there. Uh, and what you said, what Up for a Chat has done oh. for you, I think it's important that people realise that I was yeah. in shock and I think Kim was too. So. Well, I haven't heard it yet. No, that's why I want you to hear this. I'm not, am I going to cry? Am yes, I'm you will cry. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna I cry. mean, oh, I'm going to cry. Right I love it. <laughs> There's so many people that that are that we're surrounded by that don't appreciate their lives or they're constantly doubting themselves. And and you know, I've done that most of my life. Um, doubted my ability and um, sorry, and just. Listening to you guys over the last, is it three years? Yeah, it just constantly reminds me that I can do things. And it's like, I don't know, it's like therapy. It's just <laughs> you, you'll be having a, a bit of a moment inside and I listen to you guys and just it just keeps me going and, and particularly Karen. <laughs> so, she just... Um, um, you just have a way of, of making people believe in themselves. Yeah. Thank you. That's <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. say all of us. <laughs> oh. But no, it's just it's been amazing. It's been um yeah, and, and even when I'd be, I'd be ringing Mark the first few days and I was crying on the phone to him and he's like, well, aren't you meant to be having fun? <laughs> I, I am, I am having fun. <laughs> well, I'm bawling my eyes out. So it's kind of hard for other people that, don't, that aren't here to understand mm-hmm. what we're all going through and what we're doing. And, and, um, I think and, it was yeah, interesting I, when you said that you were brought up in a, in a particular family that thought in different ways and Karen helps you think a little bit differently. Yeah, well, you're brought up to to have certain values, whether it's religion or, um, you know, this is how you're supposed to live your life and, and it, you, get, you get to a point where you, you think, well, I want to live my life this particular way and I just need to somehow find to, to, to go outside that and, and have your own beliefs and, and with that because... I absolutely adore my mum and, and I think together we've we've become so much stronger. She's she's learnt from me and, and I learn from her continuously. And um and I've just missed missed her and I've missed my family more than I ever could have imagined because I, I think I'm so much stronger than what I am. <laughs> so yeah. It's been it's been really good. And what will you take home from this? Probably that I don't have to keep doing things to prove thing, prove anything to anyone. Oh, you know, wow. I just just have to be happy with mm. with who I am and what I'm doing, and be in the moment. And because it's it's that whole life of constant, you're constantly going, you're constantly thinking about what you've got to do next for work and for this and for that. And, and for family. And for family and, and keeping everyone else happy. Mm-hmm. It's been great. And I've just really admired, um, in particular, um, Jim. Uh, <laughs> because We've done nothing for, we're talking about. <laughs> for, I mean, we haven't had a, a, too, you know, a lot of conversation, but just, just watching you guys and... Um, just seeing how you've coped with all these women, <laughs> I just think it's amazing. And yeah. Um, yeah, you've really brought something to the group that you're probably not aware of. So thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. So why don't we hear from Jim? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we want to know, like, what's it? <laughs> really, what's it been like? to be with 14 women who, okay, so you don't get a word in edgewise. We're shopping constantly. We're always running late. Uh, It's like herding cats, as Kim says. And how's it been? (laughs) Um, It's just like you can zone out sometimes. (laughs) 
<laughs> going to my own little world there. And like, oh, oh, so it hasn't been too bad. I want to ask you, I mean, you two seem to have a relationship very similar to what I think Danny and I have, that's very complimentary, and and you're a man who would, you would never have come on this if you did not have some um, empathy or connection or respect for women the way that you do. Um, I just want to ask you, I mean, you also knew and thought that a couple more men were coming, so you probably got a little bit trapped there, but... Um, <laughs> Yes, tricked is the word. <laughs> but when you arrived at the airport, when we were all sitting there in Auckland and we all caught up, not only are you a great hunk of spunk, but you just have this... You were so beautiful and caring, and I would love to think that young men, if, if, I, if they could only get a, a, a snapshot of what you're like with women, and, and it's not that you're pathetic or, or wussy or any of that, you just you seem to carry the sack for somebody. You noticed when somebody was at the back... Can you just tell, is that something you were brought up with or is it something that you've learned as you've got older or what? Does Debbie have the whip behind you? <laughs> I think Debbie's got the whip behind her. <laughs> oh, I think that probably comes from upbringing more than anything. My father was very much like that. Um, probably where that comes from. But you're yeah. a hardworking man too and you've had to escape from work and really have had to put it on hold when we've had no internet. You work long, long hours. You give a lot to your family. You give a lot to your business. What has it meant for you to actually come away for two weeks then with a whole bunch of women but also to experience it kind of privately with your wife as well? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what to say to that one. <laughs> no, it's, it's been fine. Obviously, Deb and I have had some time together and just do our own things, so it's all good. But um, I've enjoyed it. The hiking's been good. Probably better than I thought it would be. Mm. But, yeah. but for men out there that are running businesses and find it very difficult to pull themselves away for a number of reasons, it could be that they think they're too important to leave, they don't think the business is going to run without them or it might fall apart while they're not there. What would that mean for you, for, for other men to understand what it's like to actually get away from their business? Like, has it been worth it to you or have you honestly found it really difficult? Um, I always get quite stressed before I leave on holidays and if it was up to me, I probably wouldn't have holidays. I'd just keep working, but Deb just books them and she was very ex <laughs> so excited about this one. So. Well, she's coming away with her guru. It's just right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, but when I did agree, there was a few more males coming along, so I think I got a bit tricked into that one. <laughs> but I kept saying you'll love the girls. They're yeah. so nice. Well, you yeah. three, because I'd been to Awaken the Change. But I just knew that everyone that was coming would be on the same page, and I thought they'd be easy to get along with, and you'll be fine. That's yeah, what no, I kept no. telling him the whole time. Yeah, I have been fine, so it's all been good. <laughs> You've been more than yeah. fine. Yeah. You've been amazing. You, you remind me a lot of Danny, and I just love the fact that you put your hand up for everything, you get into everything. But in all honesty, being with 14 women, like seriously, what has it really been like, honestly? I know you said you zoned out, but it, like seriously, like what is that like for you? Because we know what it's like for us as women, but what's it like for a man? <laughs> and you know, I reckon I, I honestly reckon Jim's sitting there going, "How honest can I really be?" <laughs> I mean, how serious is she? <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure what to say to that, but I think it is because you can zone out. It hasn't been too bad, really. Well, I, <laughs> but when you when you're not when you're not zoned out and you're zoned in, uh, yeah, that's when I've been down to the bar. <laughs> a couple of beers. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And some pisco sour. Yeah, pisco yeah. sour. Yeah. Pisco sours. Bring on the pisco sour. I really think that as when we started, Jim was very shy, and nervous, and then he didn't say much. He just probably observed everyone, and then as the time's got on, he's got to know everyone, and he realised you're all a really great bunch of people. So he's, I think he's happy That's now. What I was yeah. He's happy. He's happy. Yeah. Okay, so Jim, all you have to say now is what she said. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was looking yeah. for, about how amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Like, as the, the days went on, as the days went on, I think, Jim, you know, you gave a stick. <laughs> I noticed a few times you said a few things to me. I went, oh. 
<laughs> so you, you know, you gave as good as we gave. So I was, I was impressed. Yeah, he held, he held his own. He held his he own. Held his own. Well. Absolutely. But I think it was really cool. You know, like, as you said, Kimmy, Jim probably could have done the trip in half the time, <laughs> given how fit he is and strong he is. But I think it really was so beautiful to have him be a part of all of us as opposed to you know what I really noticed is you didn't separate yourself from us even though you were the only bloke you really didn't separate yourself from us you really connected with all of us and you became part of the family um, which I thought was just amazing and and like you said when somebody needed a little bit of extra help because you've got extra muscles and you are so tall you were always the one who just seemed to do it with ease and when and I got little beacon yeah when I got lost in a crowd all I did was look for you <laughs> it was fabulous and for me um you really pushed me up that mountain because I kept saying to you do you want to go ahead of me do you want to go ahead of me and you go no no you know and I'm thinking I gotta stick with Jim I gotta make it I gotta get up there fast <laughs> which was so, great because the whole trip we've had Cindy talk <laughs> non-stop <laughs> um and to watch her across the mountains with the altitude and and all her fitness we even nicknamed it 2 CFM. like <laughs> Seriously, thanks, oh, Melissa. I had two CFM above me in my massage today. <laughs> but she seriously is an amazing talker and has so much to share. And for most of us, we've got so many questions of her. So to see her challenged with that, that was awesome. To see her quiet. Stop talking. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we were very grateful, just quietly. <laughs> No, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Well, you know, 2CFM had singing and we had question and answer time and we had prattle time therapy. I thought it was a great radio station, actually. (laughs) The only time we really wanted to change channels is when she sung. (laughs) No, that was when it went off station. Like, we, we, we lost reception there. No, I want to. I want to bring it back to not only couples coming away together because I think personally, when Danny and I go away, and even with groups, that one of the nicest things is that our husbands get to see the people that we love, or that the the conversations we love to have, and they also get to understand the kind of people that we love to hang out with. And I think, as a man, one of the greatest gifts a husband can give a wife, particularly in this world when we are searching for information nonstop, is to actually find an opportunity to um, to have you be with us so that you can understand our world better, which means when we get home, we can talk the same conversation, we can have the same language. Um, I want to ask you just one last question. Would you recommend coming away with us to other men or couples? I just want to know. <laughs> I've got the microphone right in his face. Look, look, (laughs) and there's a gun to his head. I think next, I certainly would come again, but I would like more males here. Okay, so what we're saying is you're coming to New Zealand and to Africa, and to all the wives out there. Bring, Bring your, your men. Yeah. That's what you're saying, isn't it, Jim? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But you know the whole cool thing about planning this far out? September next year, the following, I can't remember what the date is. Uh, it's June, July. June, July, the following year for Africa. It's, there's no excuses. There's time to lock it in the calendar. There's time for us to save for it. There's time for us to prepare for it. And I would love to say that if any of us have our husbands and partners with us, it's, it's a, a miraculous opportunity for us to share. And I just want to thank you both. Both for letting us witness what a beautiful relationship is and how much of a privilege it was for us, Jim. We all knew how tough it would be for you, particularly at the beginning. But I hope you felt comfortable with us and I hope that you got something out of it for you. Can I ask you, that was my last question, but this is the last, last one. <laughs> what have you taken out of this for you? Um, I can probably put it as I can put up with 14 women. <laughs> And 14 wives ain't such a bad thing. <laughs> but, but I think thinking about it, probably um, with Admiral on the top of the mountain, and um, that was probably yeah. one of the biggest things. So mm. was, with yeah. the ceremony, you mean? Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> you know, we did have two men, really. Yeah. We always had a male guide, so we, we did have more men around us. It's just that um, you're constantly with us. <laughs> yeah, we, we did have our own, you know, boys' moment yeah. there for a little while. <laughs> the football. Yeah, 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 the football. Went and watched the um, soccer. Soccer. So. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Awesome. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Jim. One of the other things that occurred at the top of that mountain was to see a number of people, um, you know, have moments. And I think a few of us have shared so far what those moments were. And there was one particular soul who just stole my heart. Um, Karen, you came away on this not knowing what to expect, um, who we were all going to be. you know, to spend time with you climbing the mountain and to be with you at different times and then to see you have what was looking like a breakdown at the top of the mountain to then what was revealed more to me as a breakthrough as we walked down arm in arm down the hill, then to share lunch and then to just see you, I would suggest, break open. I couldn't stop thinking about your husband because he is a fitness guru and, a, and he's a trekker and a hiker and a skier and a... And the words you were telling me that he was saying to you along the way, which is so beautiful of a husband, I would like to think that a lot of men that your husbands all that let you come away with us, I reckon a part of it is because they see the joy that you get in conquering your own fears, your own adversities, and to come back bigger, better, stronger women and more loving, more open, more vulnerable. Would you share with us a little bit of what happened with you at the top of the mountain? Because a lot of our listeners are very much like that and very much would love to hear what you did and what went through your mind. So for me, um, probably three quarters of the way up the mountain, I had a severe anxiety attack, as I do, Um, and it's all about self-doubt. So it's all about... I can't do this. I'm like like letting everyone else down. I'm, everyone's leaving me behind. Um, I then go into I can't breathe. Um, then the emotion comes and just the whole, I guess, whole lot comes out. Um, so for me, when I got to the top, I was just so overwhelmed with emotion. But I also couldn't let anyone near me as well. So it was about, um, and that's what I do. I've got to prove that I can cope by myself and I can do it on myself. So... Um, for me, the biggest thing was just that it's okay to let people help. It's okay to actually say sometimes, yeah, I'm not okay, because I don't do that. Um, I guess just a bit of history about it. I heard about the trip on the on the podcast and I rang my husband and said, oh, there's this amazing trip I want to go on. Can I have X amount of dollars, blah, blah? And he's like, yes, you need to go. And I sort of nearly dropped the phone and went, oh, crap, what have I actually asked for? <laughs> And um, he was just like, you need to go and do this. And um, I then um, spoke to Karen and stuff like that. And once I'd actually committed, I'd then just had a massive anxiety attack. What have I done? What have I done? I can't do this. I don't know anyone there. Um, Even the fitness side of it, everything like that. And my husband was just constantly supporting me like he'd go on the hikes and I'd even have anxiety attacks on my practice hikes so he'd be supporting me through those and just kept reassuring me and telling me what how wonderful I was and I can do this and Debbie and Jim don't know but I got onto the plane to actually leave Sydney and um, I had a massive anxiety attack on the plane and I was actually just about literally to walk off and um, I saw Debbie and Jim walk on and I recognised Debbie's face from Facebook and so I walked up to her and went, are you Debbie? (laughs) And um, and because I'd been sitting there just crying and I was literally about to walk off the plane and both of them just... I don't know, I don't know what I said to them, but I think I told them how scared I was feeling and both of them just looked at me and said, we're here, we're here for you, if you need anything, just let us know. And I just all of a sudden just took a breath and went, okay, I'm going to be fine. So, um, But there's been moments on the whole trip that, and even when Linda was saying all she wants to do is inspire her kids and her grandkids, the inspiration sharing a room with her that she's given me has just been amazing, that if I can be anything like she is as I get older, um, would just be amazing. And I guess the biggest thing for me is even though I'm still having the anxiety attacks, um, is just knowing that there's beautiful people around that can help. Like each and every one of you have helped me along the way in some way with with those. And um, 
and just to anyone who does it is just try and push through it because it's so worth it once you've actually done it. So, um, and, and Karen as well, just giving me so much inspiration and love and affection and, yeah, so thank you. So you stepped out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Hugely. I've never done... I've never travelled anywhere without my husband. I've never gone on a plane without my husband. Like, I've never done anything. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. So, I think thank it was you. massive. Because I know I was taking photos of everyone. The only one I didn't take a photo of was Linda and yeah. myself coming up that mountain. And I was trying to get you to look at me. And you just... I've got a great photo of you. <laughs> Side profile. Side profile. And I thought, oh, no, what's happened? And I began to go, you know, what is happening? But I noticed everybody was there supporting you. Actually, I think you spent some time by yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. You went mm-hmm. off and spent some time by yourself. Yep. But I think every single one of us was watching you Was watching you and wanting to come to you. For me, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what had happened. I didn't know that this had happened. And I was... You know, for me to go to you, I didn't know whether you would just flip me in. <laughs> you don't know. No. Mm-hmm. And unless you're open and unless you allow that um, people in, yeah. um, that's what happens is that we get scared. We don't know what to say. We don't know how to help you. And, yeah. I, and I can say this for a couple of people in here. I didn't know what to do. Mm. But I watched other people and learned huge lessons. I learned from you two unbelievably. I, and I, I learned from everybody. I watched Jim. Well, when you said those two, oh, the sorry. people listening wouldn't know who you were talking <laughs> uh, about. I, I pointed at them. I pointed at <laughs> so them. So who are they? <laughs> Melissa, <laughs> Melissa and Lisa. Well done, well done. <laughs> so, you know, I watched what you guys did and I, and I watched Linda and I, I, and I watched Faye, and I, who we haven't even spoken to yet, who's the youngest in this whole crowd. Mm. But each one of you, I don't know if you realise it, but we actually learn a lot from you. It's not you learning from us, it's us learning from you because I don't know what you're feeling. I've not had that. I was brought up in a, a family that we travelled and we did adventures and we went hiking and skiing and did everything. So I didn't know how you were feeling and it's hard for someone, it was hard for me to know, well, what do I say, what do I do? So I leave it to, to Karen and <laughs> You know, the biggest thing I take from that, though, is there is nothing to do or say. Yeah. It's just to be and to, if you, like, you know, if, so if you come to someone and, you're, and you just give it that look and they give it that, you're like, okay, that's, that's cool, that's your choice. But just know you can walk beside you, that we're not abandoning anybody, that mm. no one's alone, that, but you can choose to deal with it in your way mm. and, and you're brilliant at that, Cindy. And then I think every one of us in this room has the ability to just be with somebody and really that's what something like this does and to walk in silence and to not have to say something that's what the mountains was like Mm. that there was so much connectivity and love and support Mm. and admiration and love and and we're all working out who each other is and but that's life that's that's life when you start a new job when you're building a house when you've had a baby like everything's constantly changing and evolving and so there is and the one thing we all talked about a number of times and I think Julian actually said it at the end of his podcast a couple of weeks ago was to not judge one of the greatest things he would love to teach us all is to not judge and you, I think more importantly, is to not judge ourselves mm-hmm. um, for how we are in certain moments and how we come out of those moments and who we are when we come out of those moments. And that's something that I've truly admired in you. And if your husband ever listens mm-hmm. to this, I just want him to know that you are, in all of our eyes, one of the most phenomenal human beings. And to see you conquer that mountain. Thank you. I'm to you. I thought Karen was absolutely amazing. She was going to back out, and then I looked at her and I said, come on, and she did, and she climbed that mountain. She climbed it brilliantly. She did it with ease and not one anxiety attack, and I just think that's amazing of her. Oh, I just you wanted me to elaborate on the plane? Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, yes. Karen did come and uh, introduce herself, and uh, I sat back down next to Jim, and I thought, oh, she looks really nervous. So I thought, oh, I better go and chat to her for a bit before we take off. So I went and plopped myself down and started talking, and I can be a bit like a babbling brook when I don't know someone. I was going on and on and on and on, and I think I could see her face just relaxing <laughs> a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
then I, I sat there for as long as I could and then when I sat back down, I sort of thought to myself, oh, I hope she's going to be all right. And then when we were in um, Lima and you got upset because you weren't sleeping and I, I could really feel for you because if I wasn't with Jim, I think I would have felt the same if I wasn't sleeping because lack of sleep makes you a different person. And I just felt so sorry for you and I thought, oh, what can I do? But I thought all I can do is say, are you okay or get Karen to talk to you or <laughs> hand it over to Karen but I just yeah so I knew you were a very soft person and I thought oh I've just got to somehow make a film or you did part of the team or welcome or something you know because I I could put myself in your place and I thought I'd hate to feel like that yeah. so do you know um something a, a very good friend of mine said to me and he he's an emergency doctor he said I would rather see someone be afraid and do it and challenge themselves and get through it than to be afraid and never do it at all. Mm-hmm. And you are the epitome of that. Mm-hmm. Well done. Nice work. Thank you. So that brings us to our youngest little member of the team, <laughs> our beautiful Faye, who's our outback chick. <laughs> Who everybody's an old mate to. Everybody's an old mate. Everybody's old mate. Everyone's old mate. Everybody's old mate. <laughs> And a fellow uh, vegan, I just get so excited about that. Tell us about how this trip has been for you over the last few days. Um, well, I too, like Melissa, had paid no attention whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> but not because I didn't want to, but because I was so scared. I didn't know what I had signed myself up for and I didn't think I could do it and i tried so hard to train but I kept just slipping and not being able to train so yes I'm the youngest but I'm the most unfittest (laughs) and I was at the back every time but I did that (laughs) that's where she wanted to pass me (laughs) now if our listeners didn't hear that Melissa just said that's because you wanted to pass wind Faye (laughs) But let's be honest, Melissa, you were burping like a champion. And I was with the two of you, so I had one coming out one end and the other at the other. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Did you know at high altitude, apparently the air expands inside? <laughs> See, I need to say therefore. <laughs> <laughs> She's speechless now. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> moving right along. Moving right along. Um, well, I broke my back three and a half years ago, so um, doing this was just something I needed to do because I never thought that I would be able to do it. Um, I'm lucky to be walking. I'm lucky to be alive. So. And then being around all you people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was it like as you walked through the mountains and you saw all of the animals and the farm animals? Because, I mean, you work with animals all every day. Yeah. So what was it like for you to be able to see them roaming free in amongst such a majestic environment? Yeah, it was really nice to see. I think I enjoyed more explaining to everyone what they were. <laughs> yeah. Um, which one was a female and which one was a male and um, just, yeah, I was excited. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm with Maria just pointing out like, oh, did you see that beast? Um, yeah, just things like that. Yeah, I did. But, yeah, the mountains were amazing. Like every time I couldn't breathe and I just turned around and then I was just gobsmacked with what I was looking at. Mm-hmm. So once I got my breath back I was able to continue on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Like um, Debbie said too, I got to the top of the pass on that 13k walk and I didn't really have much emotion until um, once we walked down we had lunch and then Jim started to carry my bag and I was just like, that's so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, isn't it? It's Mm. true. To have someone else offer you a hand without being asked Mm. is probably something that women do very well you know we're always caring for everybody else 
but men from a noble point of view can do that and and to watch Jim walking with a pregnant front <laughs> and, a, and a thing out the back but also it was never a hassle was it it was never hard and, and, and then he would come up to me and he'd be like you want a drink and he'd swing the bag at me <laughs> so I could drink out of my camelback and yeah it was one question yes um did you know you were going to be the youngest on this trip or you had a fair idea you'd probably be one of the youngest yeah I had a little idea but um, did that matter to you was it worrying at all to you and how did it feel once you got amongst all of us what was it like um I was a little bit worried about being the youngest um but not because of being young but just because I didn't have much faith in myself um, and didn't think I'd be up to the level of everybody else. Um, what do you mean level? Oh, just I don't have much um, self-esteem and stuff like that. <laughs> There's a lot of people that feel that. A lot of people feel that they're not good enough or that they don't have enough self-esteem. I just want to ask anyone else in the room what they thought of Faye um, through these last Please. 10 days. She is the she most beautiful. She's, she's so delicious. I just want to hug her all the time. So honest. She's actually very mature. She's. I think she's a very old soul because she's um, she's calm, she's placid, um, and she just has a beautiful energy around her. She, she laughs at my jokes. She does. <laughs> Look at and that she, smile. And she's, she's, so she's beautiful. Look at her. And, and did you see her at yoga this morning? Yeah. <laughs> 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 What's interesting about this is often we spend so much time self-sabotaging and seeing our unworthiness, or if that's the word, mm. or what we're not good enough at. Mm. And I don't think it matters what age we are. Mm. But what would be the biggest, if you've just heard all these people say all these things, what would be your message to another person, whatever age, who feels the same way, now that you've just heard a number of people tell you how extraordinary you are? Um, I don't know. I suppose just... What I have done is just be myself. Um, Which is pretty cool. Yeah, 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 it is. Cool. And I have never thought that, but just being around everybody and just hearing all the compliments, and not e- they're not even compliments, they're just, just, just things people are saying has just made me feel okay to be me and not to be somebody I'm not. I don't know how to do that. I really don't, but just... I don't know. I'm just being me. Mm. And I think because I am so different to everybody, just with um, the way I live and the lifestyle I have, um, that enables me to be me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, and everybody finds that intriguing. So it's good to just share my, my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I think I think one of the things that I've found about you, Faye, is that yes. you are very willing to be you. You are very willing to um, – well, it's not even willing. You just naturally hold your own in any circumstance and in any situation. And you're funny. You've got so much to contribute and you're always into the conversation. And the best part that I love was that you snored on the bus yesterday. <laughs> Wake yourself up snoring, which is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'll tell you why I snored. Um, <laughs> Karen had taught us some yoga moves, and um, like I struggled every day with the walking. But with the what's the name of that mountain at Machu Picchu? Oh, the Wayana Picchu. Picchu. Yeah, that Wayana one. Picchu. I said to Karen, uh, not Karen Smith, the other Karen, um, let's do it. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then I walked up to the to Kim and everyone, and they were like, "Come on, let's do it." So I did it, and I just like ran up there, mm. and I had so much energy. And then I like ran down, um, so I I felt really flexible and able to do those things that from those yoga moves Karen taught us. But got on the train and I passed out. <laughs> then got on the bus and passed out and snored and woke myself up. <laughs> then got back to the room and passed out on the bed in my clothes and. Um, yeah, just, yeah, that's why I snored. 
<laughs> but I also probably think that it was an emo- more an emotional oh. thing than a physical thing, I would Absolutely. say. Yeah. Because yeah. I think you had quite a few um, ahas, I'm hoping. Yes. Some ahas about who you are as a human being um, and if you, you know, about respecting yourself and everything like that. So, Definitely. Yeah. 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 Thank you. I'd just like to say, Faye, what an inspiration you were for me. Um, you know, the things that you've been through in your life and to be so young and you've just met every challenge, it just made me realise, you know, I think all of us have had huge challenges in our lives and we dismiss them. We work our way through them and we get on with it. And by seeing you and understanding what you'd been through and how you'd healed your body made me honour a little bit more of myself so just being who you are, you know, you think you don't have the wisdom that we do, but, man, you've got wisdom because you got through something that maybe half of us couldn't have got through. So you inspired me, and I thank you for that. And how fabulous that you've gotten so much, <coughs> excuse me, at such a young age. Mm. Yeah, I just, I've been rooming with, with Faye and um, I just want to thank her for being a wonderful roommate and I said to her either last night or the night before, I think it was the night before because she was asleep last night, um, you know, she, I think she's a, a could be a real inspiration to, to young girls um, who are too busy getting likes on Facebook and Instagram, posting constant photos of themselves looking this way and that way, trying to um, gain status in this world that is so fake. And, you know, everything you've been through, you've, you've got so much to offer and there's just so much um, these young girls could learn from you. you you're an amazing girl and, and I, I just hope all your dreams come true. And well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> See how loved and treasured you are? Yes. So that brings us to the end of another amazing podcast. Sorry, everybody, my voice is a little bit hoarse. I've just had myself a coughing fit. <laughs> So hopefully you've enjoyed today's podcast. What we really want to tell you guys about, we want to get you start to getting, we want you to start getting excited about our trip to New Zealand, which is going to be in September 2017. And then we've also got our trip to Africa, which is June, July in 2018. So we're about to release some dates and we're also about to release the prices. Now it's going to be first in best dress because we can only take a limited number of people on this trip. And we've already got pretty much 14 people already booked in. <laughs> Is Jimmy coming? <laughs> 14 women. <laughs> and Jim. <laughs> so keep your eyes peeled and keep your ears open for, um, for the, new, the newest updates. So join us here next week on Up For A Chat. But in the meantime, go to our Facebook page at all the w's.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. And you can also post your comments and your questions at all the w's.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. And it has been such an honor and such a treat to bring you all of our podcasts from Peru. We've absolutely loved sharing this journey with you guys and hopefully you've enjoyed it with us as well. And if you haven't been checking in on Kim's Facebook page and Cindy's and mine and our Afra Chat Facebook page where all the photos live, go and do that now and you'll feel like that you've been there with us all along. So join us here next week on Up For A Chat and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. And we're going to see you on the ride and the next adventure. Bye, everybody. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.